0: Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Friday, February 3rd, 2023. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right, end of the week, big Friday show, big, big Friday show. And uh, there's a lot to talk talk about. There's a lot going on. There's There's a lot happening, as usual, as usual. Oh, boy. Where do we start? Well, you know what? I think we're going to go back to 1984. Let's go back to 1984. And maybe many of you, I cannot believe this is 1984 already. Not 1984 in the sense of Orwell. Although this, oh, this is actually a chilling coincidence. But not 1984 as far as Orwell. There's 1984 the actual year. The actual year. And I just cannot believe that... That was how many? I was only what was I? I was 13 years old. So that was, oh my lord, this is this is like going to be almost 40 years ago, right? Oh my lord, oh my lord. Um, well, next year it'll be 40 years. The 80s, and you will remember the you know Cold War, right? The Cold War in the 80s between us and Russia, and. Um, there were a lot of movies back then. I remember the '80s was was one of them, Red Dawn, and it was about the you know about uh, the Russians actually invaded our soil and these young American kids, these young American kids, you know, f- fought back, right? They fought back and they 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 they, dis- they killed the Russian army. <laughs> it was like it was like a seven or eight <laughs> seven or eight teenagers in middle America fought the entire. Russian army, right? Killed the entire Russian army, Um, which is no more absurd than, it's actually less absurd than like a film like Rambo, right? Also in the eighties where one guy, one mercenary guy was able to take on, you know, 5,000 people and kill all of them. Um, But that was a big thing in the eighties, wasn't it? That was a big thing in the eighties. It wasn't just a cold war and movies about, you know, United States versus Russia and how evil Russia was. But, you know, also a lot of these films about uh, just war in general, right? Um, basically, though, in a time of economic prosperity, right? There was uh, economic prosperity during the mid 80s and the Reagan years. And 84 was another year where Reagan did very well. He won re election in 1984 over over Mondale and destroyed Mondale. I think Mondale only won his own state, right? Minnesota. Yeah. I think Mondale ended up with like 13 electoral votes. So, 84 was a very interesting year. 84 was very. It was also the year, and this is going to be apropos and leading into, I guess, the lead story right now. Unfortunately, it's the lead story right now, but this is also, if you remember, from, from 1984. You-
1: Software, flash the message, something's out there, floating in the summer sky, 99 red balloons go by. <coughs>
0: So you'll remember that song. And there's actually a... If those of you who remember this, who are old enough to remember this, there's actually a German version of that also, right? I think the original version was a German version. That was Nina, right? So the original version was a German version. And then the American... The, 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 the German version was what? Luft? 99 Luft balloons? Right, so 99 red balloons. I know we're not dealing with red balloons. And there certainly aren't 99, at least not yet. I think we have like 96 or 97 to go. But we're certainly... We're certainly um, talking about white balloons and a white balloon, which is, I believe, traveling at about 60,000 feet. Right. I think it's 60,000 feet. This white balloon is traveling. And uh, it's supposed to It's well above, you know, most most airlines go to 35 tops. So this is double that. So there's no danger of an airline hitting it. and there's some, there's some disagreement as I'm watching the coverage of our last 24 hours of where that's international airspace. That's international airspace. Technically, it's not really American airspace. It's not our, you know, we share that airspace. So, um, and China has been blamed for it. Uh, but China says it's a, it's not theirs. It's like a civilian thing that's getting weather data or some kind of data. And it floated here by accident, which is hard to believe. In fact, I don't believe it because supposedly one was spotted in Canada. Another one, I think, was spotted in South America. So can't be a coincidence. Obviously, it's not by accident. So there's been some argument whether we should just shoot the fucking thing down. right? It was over Montana. And as I spoke about yesterday, there's really nothing over Montana. I'm not being mean. There's nothing there. And so it was floating over rural Montana, which is really nothing. So people were wondering why not just shoot it down. And then the, you know, the military was saying, well, we can't because it's, it's about the size of, you know, people think of a balloon, right? But this is like three side, the size of like three, uh, Greyhound buses. So it's pretty fucking big. Three, think of three Greyhound buses floating in the air. And, look, um, and so they're afraid that and also you see the balloon part, but then you also see, you also see, um, this little satellite, metal metallic thing underneath, which they're afraid that will explode; those parts will explode, and they'll shatter. And depending on the wind currents, you know, they could end up harming people or property. So they're thinking, well, we'll just let it float until it gets over water, and then we'll we'll blow it up. But the problem is, as, as uh, General Jack Keane on Fox and other generals are saying, it's that why didn't we blow? How how, how do we let it get here? What if it was a missile? What if it was a nuclear missile? What if there's a nuclear missile inside that? Why don't we blow it up uh, along the Aleutians, right, over the water before it even got to our landmass? So there's a lot of weird stuff here, right? There's a lot of weird stuff here, especially since 9-11. They're supposed to be on high alert for these kinds of things, right? So is it possible that they don't want to blow it up because there's Biden documents in there? Okay, I jest. If anyone thinks the title of this room was serious, you're an idiot. Obviously, there are no Biden documents in there. It would be funny, though, right? If there were, Biden doc- there were like 30,000 Biden documents in this balloon and they blew it up and all the documents went all over the country. And Anyway, of course, that's not the case. But it does bring up the, <laughs> the question as to why they don't blow it up or why they didn't blow it up before it got here and how it got here. And what is it doing here? Right. It's not. This thing is probably innocuous. I believe the gang of eight, when they say it's innocuous and it's still on the move, but doesn't really, there's there's no imminent danger, but maybe the point of thing isn't imminent danger. It's to collect data. You know, they're going crazy over fucking TikTok over an app where people do twerk and stuff. Yet they allow this thing to float over here. And if they can do this, they can do other things. Now I thought about this yesterday. It's been some people have also. Uh, expressed the idea that China's just doing this just to needle us for getting involved with Taiwan and and you know and and showing and blowing up our puffing up our chests and saying as Biden said we'll never let them invade Taiwan blah blah blah, blah. and so this is just kind of uh, them needling us saying you know we have a uh, good technology we're powerful too and uh, don't fuck with us which is very possible so if you're going to do that then the response should be to blow it up right now There are some people who say blowing it up is an act of aggression. Well, fuck that. Flying it here was an act of aggression. We didn't go to China and blow it up. That's idiotic for the idea that that's an act of aggression for us to blow it up when it's over our country. So. And China continues to say it's not them, right? It's not the government. So why would they care if we blow it up then? So. You're getting a lot of. Look, you're getting people who are like, blow it up, right? Nikki Haley says, blow the damn thing up. There are a lot of people who say, blow the damn thing up. There are people who, who are Trump supporters who say Trump would have blown it up. Others who were saying, like I said, well, if Trump were president, they probably wouldn't have had the balls to even fly it here in the first place. But with Biden, they can do what they want. So, and then there are others are saying, well, blowing it up is overreacting. And so it, there's this big argument one way or the other. But I think the real point of the whole matter is that China feels with Joe Biden as president, they can do little annoying things like this, right? It, it's uh, it's continued like aggression, right? And Biden's had a very weak response. There hasn't been a strong response. And in fact, he's avoided questions. He runs away. So this is a, a good idea around this president being very weak and people seeing him as weak, whether it's the dementia, whether it's the age, whether it's policy, whether it's all those things together, whether it's the fact that Americans don't trust him. We know he's a liar, gets low approvals. All this stuff can go into the weakness that countries like China see, sense, or, or Russia, right? As many people said, Russia didn't invade Ukraine when Trump was president. So we're getting it from both sides, right? You're getting it from China and, 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 and Russia. You're seeing things happening. And the left can bitch and moan and say, but Trump and have Trump derangement syndrome all they want. But the fact of the matter is the balloons weren't floated here when Trump was president and Russia didn't invade Ukraine when Trump was president. You can talk about coincidence all you want, but after a while, things start to add up. Right. You talk about timing things after after a while, they just they just add up. Right. And those things didn't happen under Joe Biden, under Donald Trump, but they, ha- they have happened under Joe Biden. So. This is what I talk about when I say how in the world and now this, this stupid jobs number comes out, which was like really good. Right. Over a half million jobs. Uh, they expected like 200,000 to a 500,000. People go, oh, the Biden economy is working. Well, of course, that's horseshit. Look, look, let's say you kill you. You killed 30 people. But you brought twenty back to life. You had—you were magic. You were a magician. You were—you were Jesus. you are you were God, and you had the ability to do this. You kill people and bring them back to life. But you only brought twenty back to life. Well, you still killed ten people, and those twenty people you brought back to life—you really put them through the ringer anyway, didn't you? It's the same fucking deal. I don't want to post that on Twitter because then someone would say I'm—I'm I'm talking about killing people. You know how fucking dumb. The left is. So I, I didn't want to. I figured I'd just save it for my podcast and not write the word kill people on Twitter because these people are so fucking stupid. But you get my point. You get the analogy. Right. That's what happened with jobs. The Democrats, Joe Biden, Democratic governors, Gavin Newsom, Kathy Hochul, Andrew Cuomo, they killed jobs. They killed jobs during Covid. They destroyed them. And now and now some of them are coming back post Covid. And they're making it as though they've created these jobs that never were there. In the, they were there in the first place. They destroyed them. And we're still behind. And on top of that, inflation is still through the roof, right? So you get like the 5% increase in wages, but the 8% increase in inflation, and that 3% gap means people are losing money and, and eggs are still $8, $9 a dozen. So what's this ridiculous bullshit that the Biden economy is strong? They killed people, they brought some of them back to life. Others are still dead. You can't take credit. You can't take credit if you've killed 30 people and brought 20 back to life of creating life. <laughs> okay? You can't that's not the way, that's not the way it works. So this is all bullshit, but this is all fodder for dumb liberals. It's all fodder for dumb voters who say who see that number and go, "Oh my god, Trump never created 500,000 jobs in a month." Well, because Trump didn't destroy all those jobs. There weren't all those jobs to bring back. There weren't all those lives to bring back. Those people were alive. that that's, that's the difference. So we're going to continue to see more of this. But there's also a lot of leading economists who say this job market's going to dry up. Unemployment, which is stated about 3.5%, is going to go up as this year goes on. So by the end of the year, unemployment will be up. And into next year, the recession will be even worse. So unemployment will go up. Gas prices will go back up. Inflation will continue to be high, and that will be leading into next year. So this little victory lap they take is going to be very short-lived, even though they don't even deserve this much of a victory lap, right? And what we are seeing, basically, is a very weak president. He is a weak president. He's seen to be weak. He is weak. You know, this his whole promotion when he ran for president, was all lies, obviously, because Joe Biden's been lying for half a century, but two major lies, right, that he won on. He won on, we're going to be seen much better now around the world, right? We lost all of our mojo. We lost all of our respect, supposedly, internationally with Trump, even though total bullshit. Everyone had enough respect for him where Russia didn't invade the Ukraine and China didn't float balloons over here. But that's just the opposite. We are now seen very weak around the country, around the world. And the other lie, of course, was, Hey, Jack, I ain't going to shut down the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Well, the virus was never really shut down. The economy died. So it was, it was a, it was a total lie. Everything he said was a lie. Of course, you get the vaccines. You don't get COVID. COVID ends. We go back to normal. All lies. Okay. So this weakness is what other, other countries aren't stupid. They sense this very, very smart people in China. They sense this weakness. They know there are a lot of people like me out here who think Joe Biden's very weak. He's a very weak president. It creates this idea of weakness around the world, and it gives them the gumption to do things like this. And they're proven right because there's no strength coming out of the White House. Either you have the president say, shoot it down, do what you have to do to shoot it down. If if you have to wait till the exact right moment, we have the technology. Do it. Then do that. Right. Or if you're going to come out and say, well, we're not going to shoot it down, but we are going to sanction China. We're going to we're going to we're going to go after them. We're going to we're going to retaliate Then do that. But this whole like nothingness of like, oh, just let it fly. And a reporter ask questions, run away is, is part of the whole weakness. China knew this would be the response. They understood that this would be the response. So why not take a chance? Why not take a chance when you know the president is so damn weak, right? And it's 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 amazing because we actually don't know what this thing is doing as it's flying across the country, right? Has there been any real data? Has there been any real evidence of what it's doing? What is it doing? is it able does it have infrared can it see through things is it, is it picking out nuclear installations is it what is it doing is it collecting data is it what is it what exactly is that fucking balloon doing it looks like a very expensive item so what is it this is really like you could put like ufo's and aliens in the place of china right where they're doing this and we don't know what the fuck they're doing also do we have this technology or is china ahead of us so all these questions really kind of need to be answered, and yet when reporters ask this president, when they ask this administration these questions, they simply don't respond. They don't say anything, which makes them even weaker. But of course, that is not a shock. That shouldn't be a shock, right? when it When it comes to uh, when it comes to when it comes to Joe Biden, and also uh, on, on on top of that. Uh, There's another thing the Biden administration is doing. So this is what weak this is what weak leaders do, right? When it comes to something big, when it comes to bullies like China, or whatever, they 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 cower, right? But when it comes to average people like uh, like the man I'm about to talk about, this is something that I didn't even know happened. But I was just watching Tucker Carlson and. Uh, this man's lawyer was on this goes back now believe it or not to the Hillary Clinton campaign right so we're talking 2016 it goes back to the Hillary Clinton campaign um and this guy named Doug Mackey did a meme okay it was a it was a sat- satire meme we've seen things like remember the remember the uh, the twitter files which showed the fbi supposedly not understanding That the tweet saying, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican, vote on November 8th, the day after the election, right? That satire thing that we see all the time from both sides, right? If you're, if you're a Republican, vote November 8th. You're a Democrat, the day after the election, basically. And it says Wednesday. It says Wednesday. As though any American with a brain would think Wednesday is election day. And if you think Wednesday is election day, you deserve to not vote. That's my opinion. If you think Wednesday is election day and you're fooled by a meme like that, you don't, we, you shouldn't have the right to vote. You're too fucking dumb. Remember how the FBI wanted that guy targeted and he had like 80, 80 followers, 100 followers <laughs> for that stupid little joke. They wanted him canceled and deleted. Well, this is the Biden administration going 5,000 steps further. This guy, and remember, this is the Hillary Clinton campaign. So this is 2016, okay? 2016. On January 22nd, 2021, five years later, five years after the 2016 election, two days after Joe Biden was inaugurated, Doug Mackey was indicted under 18 U.S.C. 241 for conspiracy to violate civil rights. Well, that sounds pretty serious, right? You want to know what his crime was? Prosecutors claim Mackey was behind the popular Trump-supporting Twitter account at Ricky Vaughn ninety nine. Oh yes, yeah, very popular. I've never even followed. I've never heard of it. And used social media to spread disinformation relevant to the impending twenty sixteen presidential election. Specifically, the government was concerned that disinformation spread by these individuals often took the form of memes. <laughs> Mackey is facing. Listen to this: up to ten years in prison for the government. For what the government calls a disinformation conspiracy to deceive voters for actions that allegedly took place five years prior to his arrest. In addition to threatening uh to his own personal freedom, the outcome of this case will set important precedence, uh, precedence on both the First Amendment and due process. Mackey has already fought the case for two years since Biden took over and is now headed for a jury trial in the Eastern District of New York. So this is an this. I didn't tell you what he did. Right. I, I set it up. But what did he do? What did he do? He said, he put out a meme that said, hey, Hillary supporters, Hillary, elect Hillary Clinton, but you can do it from home. Vote, vote Hillary to five, you know, a number and that will be your vote. That that was that's his that's his federal offense that can get him a decade in prison. I'll say it again. A meme that said, hey, Hillary voters, you can vote for Hillary from home. Just vote Hillary to blah, 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 blah and your vote will be counted. Now, once again, obvious satire to anyone with one 100th of a brain. If you truly believe that you could vote for Hillary Clinton from home via a text to one of those five digit numbers, you simply deserve not to vote. You shouldn't be allowed to vote. It should be unconstitutional for you to vote. An obvious satire meme. Obvious. And I think pretty fucking funny. I think even funnier than those memes that say vote on Wednesday. Because you got to be dumb to think Wednesday's election day. But you got to be bat crap fucking stupid to think you can vote from home on your phone with a text. This is why this guy is facing. Now, the big the big slippery, slippery, slippery slope here is that if this guy is convicted of this, people will have to be afraid of freedom of speech, any kind of speech, any kind of sat- I thought this was already judged back with um, Larry Flynn versus what's his name, the the, uh, the religious guy. I thought this was already judged that you could make satirical meme- comments and memes, and back then it wasn't memes, it was satire written in Hustler magazine about a prominent figure, and they cannot sue you and you can't go to, j- you can't go to jail for it. If this guy, God forbid, goes to jail, you could throw the fucking First Amendment down the toilet and flush it. All satire will then be target for authoritarians like Joe Biden. Now, remember, this happened in 2016, five years before. But Donald Trump, the Trump administration didn't bring any charges. As soon as Joe Biden took over, two days later, they went after him. This is what an authoritarian scumbag Joe Biden is. If you're concerned about this case and its impact on free speech, you must contribute. We've just talked about this in regard to COVID lawsuits. It's very expensive. The government has a lot of money. Contributions are tax deductible through the American cause. Okay, cash Quick check and cash donations who be made out to American Cause Meme Defense Fund. Go to the website, memedefensefund.com. Very simple, memedefensefund.com. And you can contribute to his defense. It's absolute, and you can also see videos of uh, of Tucker talking to uh, Andy McCarthy, the, the former federal prosecutor. About, about the case. But this is how dangerous this Biden government, now they're, they're weak when it comes to the powerful. They're weak when it comes to powerful leaders, but they're strong. They're very, very strong when it comes to going after regular American citizens. They love bullying. Regular American citizens, they love being authoritarians and telling regular American citizens what they can say and what they can do and how they can move and what jobs they can have and what medical procedures they must have and what apparitions they must wear in their face. They're very strong with that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff they're incredibly strong with. And that's the that's the the trademark of an authoritarian dictator. They are weak, weak at the core. The powerful can push them around. If you punch them in the nose, they melt. But they are very strong when it comes to bullying and punching down and destroying the lives of regular people. That is the prime example and definition of authoritarian dictator, which is what Joe Biden is, which is what Justin Trudeau is, which is what the hair gel king of California is. They're all petty tin pot dictators who, if you are strong and punch them in the nose, they go away. And the punching in the nose, unfortunately, while we, for some reason, I'm not able to actually do that literally to these people, although I'd like to be able to punch their dumb nose down their dumb, stupid throat. Hey, come a- come after me, Joe, for saying that. Joey, baby, M-Track, I-, I pinch your cheek, you're a regular guy. A regular guy, Joey. But the the punching in the nose, to be serious here, is the lawsuits. We have to sue them. We have to sue their asses. We have to defeat them. Once again, memedefensefund.com. Donate to Mr. Mackey. They're going after Mr. Mackey just they want to go after what's his name with the with the fedora hat with the Biden laptop. All right, because they want to go they just go after regular people who can't match them when it comes to lawsuits because of the money and the time. Joe Biden has no real job. He takes he takes a vacation, you know, 800 days a year. <laughs> so he doesn't have to work. He has all the money in the world. The government has all the money in the world. The federal government has, the feds have all the money they need, all the lawyers they need at beck and call, and they pick on ordinary citizens that can't fight, right? So this is continuing, right? China can bully Biden, Russia can bully Biden, Ukraine, forget about even Russia. Ukraine's bullying Biden, little nothing Ukraine. Zelensky's bullying Biden. They're all bullying Biden. I'm waiting for North Korea to chime in. I'm sure that will happen before next year. But the average American citizen is being crushed by him. He's got our he's got his foot on our throats, like he has a foot on the throat of Mr. Mackey. So go to his meme defense fund and help the guy out. Because this is important. This is is very important because people will say, who's this guy, Douglas Mackey? Oh, it's him. But it'll be me and you. It will be me and you. Any day now, it'll be me and you. Understand that? Any day now, it will be me and you. This is about the First Amendment. Unless you're a true scumbag, even if you're on the left, you should be, even if you're a huge Hillary supporter, Hillary Clinton herself should be, God forbid, she be coming out and talking about how this is ridiculous. But of course she won't, because she is a lowlife. So go and help. Memedefensefund.com and help Mr. Mackey out. O- other people you can help out. This is a night where we're going to go around helping people. Yes, we're going we're gonna to go around helping people tonight. We're going to try anyway. Uh, there's a, a, a case now in San Francisco, a man who's been putting up his videos on Twitter. He was fired. This guy was fired for not wearing a mask. Now you're going to say, when was he fired, Mike? Was it, uh, you know, was it January of 2021? Was it maybe uh, November of 2021? Was it maybe February of 2022? No, no. Uh, yesterday. He was fired Yesterday. For not wearing a mask. And. His job I believe. From what he describes. If you go to. The um, Twitter. Page. Santa Cruz Mountain Goat. It's at SC Mountain Goat. At SC as in Santa Cruz Mountain Goat. He. um, Explains it in a video. He explains it in a video. That. He went to work without, it looked like some kind of an outdoor thing. It seems like it's like a construction thing. And he um, said he wasn't going to wear a mask. They want them to wear a mask. It was a sight. He said, no, I'm not. And the, uh, the foreman sent him home, said, no, no, you have to, you can't, you must wear a mask. This is a fireable offense. And they sent him home. And then they set up some kind of a meeting about a week later where they bring him in and they discuss it and they discussed it and they decided that it was a fireable offense and they fired him simply because he didn't want to wear a mask in February of, of 20, of 2023. And so now he's going to sue and he, he absolutely, he absolutely should sue. In fact, give me one second here and I'll queue up his uh, little, um, his video on, on Twitter I'll queue it up. But it's it's to the point now where they are getting so brazen. When, when we talked about yesterday, about these little victories, and we shouldn't take victory laps, right? But this is the reason why, because they're continuing to do this. In 2023, they're continuing to force people to get vaccinations for vaccines that are shit and kill. They are forcing people to wear masks when we know, study after study after study shows that masks don't work. They're still doing it. They're not backtracking. They're not. Go- they're not running away with their tail between their legs. They're continuing to put their foot on our throats. Here, this is gonna. I'm gonna cue this up, so you can hear from himself.
1: I got fired for refusing to wear a mask. Yeah, February of 2023, I got fired for refusing to wear a mask. I recently decided that I'm. I'm done being an actor in everybody's theater. I'm done playing all of these COVID games that are for nothing more than optics. And yesterday I was at a job site in Pacific Heights and I was instructed by the site foreman to put on a mask. And I asked him, would I not be allowed on the job site if I refused to comply? He immediately got mad and just called my project manager. He didn't even, didn't even answer my question. I got kicked off the job site, and my boss sent me home. On my drive home, my boss's wife, who's the head of HR, calls me and tells me that his verbiage about me being furloughed until Monday was wrong, I'm being sent home with pay, this is a non viable offense, they tell me, but we have a meeting tomorrow at 8.30 just to discuss what happened. Well, that was today. I come into the meeting, and they... Again, tell me this isn't a fireable offense, but I need to be willing to comply with COVID policies. And I explained to them that I do refuse to wear a mask. And they continued to explain how it's no different than putting on foot booties when I go in somebody's house to do work. Clearly, I disagree with that, and I made that clear. But they basically told me that We need to separate if I'm not willing to complain. Basic human rights. Yeah, I know plenty of you guys will laugh at that. Say I'm being soft or a bitch or whatever. I'm willing to lose my fucking job over this shit. Don't tell me I'm being a bitch when you're the one that just puts on a mask when you know it doesn't do shit just because you don't want to have conflict. Fuck you. All that on my beat, I always do, but amplified lifestyles. I am going to seek every legal option because I do not feel that what you just did was legal. And that sucks because this company had become like family to me. Best company I ever worked for. Fucking shame. Start putting your foot down, people. Thanks for listening.
0: So, once again, that's uh, uh, San- at San Francisco. At, sorry, at SC Mountain Goat, in Santa Cruz Mountain Goat. Um, of course, this, he was on Tucker. I must have missed it. Did I miss this? Had I missed it on Tucker? I guess I did. Yes. yes so he was on Tucker Carlson uh, tonight. He must have been on the first half of the show. I didn't catch the first half of the show. Uh, but once again, this is Pacific Heights. So this is uh, good old San Francisco. My My good old San Francisco that I live in. So as he's talking, like I said, he's talking about like a site, a form, and it sounds like a construction thing where a lot of it's going to be outside. And so originally they say to him, well, this is not fireable, this offense. But then he comes in and says, I'm not going to wear a mask, and they fire him. So this is how ridiculous, this is how moronic these people are. And remember, he's fired now. This is now, people. This is today. This isn't two years ago would have been bad enough 2 years ago it was it was always civil rights but it was always unconstitutional but certainly now knowing of course so it doesn't stop the spread uh, since uh, since of course uh, we still have covid here with people wearing masks for three fucking years and with study after study two more coming out yesterday showing it makes no difference um, and they do the stupid analogy thing which really proves how dumb they are remember these are like the peep the top the people these are the top people in this corporation who say wearing a mask being being forced to wear a mask is the same as putting those little things on your feet when you're a construction worker so you don't drag dirt into someone's house. This is how dumb they are. This is the analogy they make. These are the same people who say it's the same as wearing a seatbelt. Once again, you're talking about pure ignorance, which is why these people just go along with this stuff. It's pure ignorance. It's being dumb. At this point, it's just being dumb. You're a dumb person. If you do this, if you force someone to do this to keep a job, you are a really fucking stupid moron. And so here's a guy who's been fired for this. And now he's luckily I'm glad at the end of that video. He said he's going to sue, sue, baby, sue, sue, sue. Piggy Sue, Sue, we got to Sue up the ass. We have to constantly Sue for everything big and small, big and small Sue, embarrass them, get money out of them. That's what has to happen. Maybe they can use some of those unused COVID funds to, to pay off these lawsuits that they have lost and will continue to lose. But what they count on is you not suing. They count on you just saying, ah, I'll go get, like he said, I, I land on my feet. He'll get another construction job. But if they want to count on, just go get the other, another construction job where you don't have to wear a mask. And uh, that's it. No, 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 no. They have to pay. They have to pay. They have to pay for what they've done for these last three fucking years. They have to start paying. They have to feel the pain; they have to feel the pain of what they've done, and the only way they're going to do that is if people sue. I think it needs to be even bigger. I think we all need to join a class action lawsuit and sue the federal government, sue the government of California, sue the, sue the city, sue the city of San Francisco, sue the state of California, sue the U.S. government. We need a, a class action lawsuit of millions of people. Millions of people and sue over what they've done to us over the past three years. We all have a grievance, folks. We all have a grievance. Whether you were directly fired from a job or not, whether you were directly forced to get the vaccine or not whether your business was closed down because you couldn't make any money because it was closed for a year or not we all have a grievance we were all forced to live in this society right we were all forced to live in this in this covid 1984 society and for that we all need to sue we've all been harmed We've all lost money or we've all lost businesses or we've all lost friendships or we've all been pushed back uh, economically. uh, We've all lost. And we all need to get together and sue. Sue so they lose money. Sue so they feel the pain and never do this stuff again. That's what needs to happen. But speaking of masks and speaking of COVID-1984, at Spiro Ghost, who's COVID-1984 on Twitter, has a photo, has a video of Elon Musk coming out of a federal, coming out of a court in California, I believe, and he's wearing a mask. Now, I went for jury duty last year, uh, late last year, and they were still requiring uh Masks, but only in the uh, as idiotic as it is, they were they were only requiring it in in the jury room, right in the courtroom areas, the jury pool area, the courtroom. They weren't requiring it as you walk through the building because COVID only exists in the in the courtroom. It doesn't exist in the in the in the, in the lobby area and bathrooms. Uh, that's science, by the way, proven science. Um, and so, but this 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 video, if you go to at Spiro S P I R O underscore ghosts shows Elon Musk walking out of the building with a mask on and as he's in the street walking to the car with a mask on is Elon Musk is that a body double tell me it's a body double is Elon Musk really wearing masks and what's interesting is there are people with him like security and they're not wearing masks only he is so why even if he ha, even if he was told he should look is Elon is anyone going to tell Elon Musk to wear a mask Elon Musk no of course not but even if Elon was wearing it in a certain room, why was he wearing it as he's walking out of the building and into the streets into a car with two guys around him who were not wearing masks? Does Elon Musk think masks work? Elon Musk doesn't seem like the kind of guy who believes masks work. So I don't know what that's all about. Maybe someone can clear this up or someone can write to Elon and ask what the fuck he's doing wearing a mask now. Because as the mountain goat says... <laughs> um, we we continue to play into this theater it's never going to end we have to end this theater of the absurd we have to stop we're not we have to get off the stage and stop performing this theater of the absurd or it will continue forever what's
2: up yeah um i i i have a couple lawsuits that i would uh, like to bring in and i hope there's a a moment where um this becomes possible, and um, one is against the governor of our state. Um, Early on, um, you know the story, early on in the uh, lockdown, my father, who lived in Indio, California, um, was locked out. He he has uh, had Alzheimer's, dementia. He was about two years into diagnosis, extremely healthy otherwise. Um, Couldn't out to the club that he usually sang at. Um, couldn't go out to the uh, gym where he worked out because all these things were closed down. Um, he was confined home while my uh, stepmother would go to work. He just rapidly degenerated. Lots of bad things happened because of that. Um, it, it ultimately ended in his death um, just weeks later. and. I'd like to sue the fuck out of that son of a bitch governor that we have, and just, and I I just hope that at some point the pieces all fall in place, that this will be possible. Um, That is such a grotesque abuse of power, and my father wasn't the only one for sure. And from the very beginning, when, 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 it's certainly days after my father's death, I was walking into a grocery store. And uh, it's a safer grocery store, and I walked past the security guard. security guard's wearing a mask, and I just said, oh, "Now nah, I'm good." Because I'm thinking about my father. I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm not putting up with this bullshit anymore. This, this, this wearing these masks is nothing but political. Um, it's it's mainly happening in blue cities across the country, and I just said, I'm I'm not putting up with this shit. So. I'm walking around and I'm I'm picking up groceries and the security guards me around and yelling at me. And then I'm slowly collecting people. By the time I was up to the cash register and it was obvious that they weren't weren't going to check me out, there was a dozen people screaming at me to, to wear one of these stupid fucking ineffectual masks. And they were yelling at me, calling me a Trump voter. It was just so fucking obvious from the beginning that this was about nothing. But a political symbol that they were forcing you to wear on your face to humiliate people they thought were in some different political tribe. And that that humiliation that they tried to bring upon so many people in this state, that humiliation that they found they were delighted. They 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 triumphed in the in, in humiliating people like this. That cost so many people their their they're, they're, they're their actual lives cost them their lives. That promotion of hysteria early in 2020 cost so many people their lives. Yeah,
0: as IDK said, totalitarian theater. It very much is totalitarian theater. It is.
2: And it was, and, and it was nothing. There was no reason ever. I mean, any, any public health official knew from the beginning that these masks were, were totally ineffective. They knew that from the very beginning. But, but which public health departments were enforcing is Blue cities all across the country. Totally political, nothing but a political symbol that you're being forced to wear on your face. Total violation of our First Amendment rights. To be forced to wear a political symbol on one's face, that is fucking heinous putting aside what, the, what, the, what wearing that symbol did to people's minds in this state and, and the ugliness it caused between so many people, putting aside all that, just the fact that they were causing you, to, they were forcing you by virtue of these edicts coming from public health, forcing you to wear a political symbol on your face. When the very, from the very beginning, everyone in public health knew that that's what was being done. That is grotesque.
0: Well, and and the political symbol, they, the, and these are people who, in general, have no problem with political virtue signaling symbols, right? They, they'll they'll have Ukrainian flags, you know. They'll have my body, my choice. They'll have the LGBTQ, the new the new uh, flag with like eighty five different colors that if you're epileptic, you go into a seizure. They, this 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 kind of stuff is fine for them. They can wear on. They want they want to force hockey players to wear these, you know, the the pink jerseys. All this stuff is fine, but. Then when we talk about being being forced to wear, what you consider is right? is a, a political symbol, basically. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and look how dumb they are, Daniel. As I said, how dumb they are when they compare mask wearing to wearing things on your feet so you don't track dirt in or mask wearing to wearing a seatbelt so you're not propelled through a windshield or whatever. But the fact of the matter is that these people are so dumb, they thought they
2: automatically called you a Trump supporter. You of all people. Ha ha yeah, Exactly. Exactly, which proves from that day forward, it was just so clear to me that this had nothing to do with public health, that this was only about politics, and it was only, in this case of masks, about humiliating the other side in this political war, humiliating them. What could be more humiliating? Then being told what you had to wear, you had to wear something on your face, not 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 even some little emblem on your T-shirt or something like that, something on your face that protects you, that muddles your speech. So you, so you can barely communicate to people. Yeah. I, I have a hard time with my high frequency. Loss. I have such a tremendously I difficult know. time uh, listening to people with a mask on. I mean, it's 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 painful. And, um, and that's what they're doing. They're forcing you to wear this political symbol on your face. At some point, um, when the hysteria dies down and uh, public um, realizes uh, those those were that, that weren't just p- totally political animals in all of this, um, and they realize how much they've been lied to, there will be, be there will be court cases, and there will be a, a, a moment in, in time, a long moment in time, in in which um, justice will be served on many fronts. I'm I'm confident of that. Um, I just hope that well, it's, it's
0: basically like a talisman. Basically, that's what it is, right? It's, a, it's, it's a, well, it's, it's worse than a talisman because <laughs>
2: it's, it's a it's a political symbol. It's, it's no one's wearing it. Um, most people aren't wearing it willingly. They're wearing it out of fear of, uh, of social consequences, and they're wearing it because they they think they will not be able to go get groceries. Um, I ended up finding a, a grocer that simply didn't care and was willing to pay, you know, 10, 15 percent more for groceries to use a small grocer to get everything that I needed. Yeah. And and um, and that's how I never had to wear a mask, except for when I uh, had my uh, annual physicals and I just kind of bare through it. And, and doing, was, doing, was a, doing the rain
0: dance in the streets during dry season is as effective as wearing a mask. Tying two bones together to create a weapon. Is as effective as wearing a mask. These, these are just, these are Neanderthal. These, these, these are just Neanderthals who believe that something like that protects you from the virus. I mean, it's it's truly, it's truly medieval, medieval thinking, medieval medicine, basically.
2: Yeah, yeah but, but it's, it's far worse than that. It's it's um, it's it's as though they are coming at you with a gun, and saying, "Here's those two bones." And and uh, yeah, those two bones will protect you from the, my gun. And now everyone understands yeah. it's not true, and everyone yeah, understands yeah, right. that you're going to well, be yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: exactly, exactly. You know, it's that now. Did you see what Hollywood? Some some people, some some people in Hollywood want to do. They want to. They want to picket until everyone in Hollywood who works in the movie business has a vaccine. It, I mean, the, these these, these, so these it's, are two it's, morons. It's, they really not true more. it's it's
2: it's nothing more than the continuation of, of the politics uh, wrapped up with this whole thing. I mean, it's it's politics with mask and and, and, and humiliating people um, by wearing by forcing them to wear that. I mean, they take delight in in they, they wear them because they think that in their wearing they are forcing others on the other side of the political spectrum that do not want to wear them. They think that they're forcing them, and they are. They're, they're, forced, they're, they're, they're by many mechanisms, forcing them to, to wear masks. Same thing with the vaccines. They think that they, by, by making these vaccine mandates all along, that they not not only humiliating people, violating their actual personhood by forcing them to get vaccines. But they, these people are just taking delight in the fact that they are just violating our basic rights in so many different ways because of the political tribe they belong in and because they think they can do it and get away with it. It is the worst. We have seen the worst of humanity during these last three years, and we've some, seen some of the best humanity. Made good friends. Uh, learned who, who, who are the real um, Patriots um, in this country patriots and by by uh, by way of those who really support uh, a constitution and everything about the Constitution that has made our country the beacon that it has been for so many for for over two hundred and fifty years of freedom we, we we we've sorted out who's who in these last three years and it is it is just. Mind blowing. None of us could have thought we would ever be in in this situation, where family members were pitted against family members, communities were committed pitted against communities, people were dying simply because of of some asshole in the governor's chair that uh, wants to declare a state of emergency and lock everybody in their homes and. I mean, no one could no one could have thought that that would have possibly happened it was so far-fetched it was such an egregious abuse of rights that none of us would have gone there and it happened and it happened because these fuckers these people on my, of my former political party are just hateful vengeful people and and they're the opposite of what they claim
0: to be which is the you know uh to open-minded, tolerant left, and like you said, they, they just want to take away people's rights. That's what they did. They've been incredibly fascist, incredibly authoritarian, and they continue to do it. There are a couple of other stories I'll read in a moment. Um, one is about a, a if you've heard about this. Another another San Frans, another fan another great San Francisco nugget. A, did you hear about the pizza shop uh, employee who wouldn't let the police in? Yes, be, yes. Yeah, there's yeah, been a right. few incidences
2: of that in San Francisco. There, but this is
0: this it. is this is worse. This wasn't. This was like a, a, someone who was an employee for like two days. They were in training. I'll read the story, but think about that. Someone who's someone who's in training. They just took the job two days earlier. Think they have the fucking right, the balls, to prevent the police from coming into the business. Once again, they want to control everything. Then there's another story I'll read. If you heard let, let me, let,
2: let me guess, what color the hair of those employees were.
0: Oh, pink, red, and blue, and green. Yeah. Um, No, 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 blue and yellow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. But, and there's another story of a museum. Have you heard about the museum in New York who kicked kids out? The Smithsonian, the Smithsonian Museum, the National Air and Space Museum in D.C., kicked out a dozen Catholic high school students and their chaperone for wearing beanies inscribed with the words pro-life. Now, wait a minute. When did this happen? This is January twentieth. This was during the pro. This is what makes this worse. This happened on the day of the pro-life rally in D.C. Oh my God! So, it's the day of the pro-life rally, and after the rally, these kids who are wearing these pro-life beanies because it's cold decide to go to a museum, and the museum told them they had to take them off or they couldn't come in, and they threw them out.
2: It's nothing but political base
0: hate. Political base hate. This is the tolerant left. Once again, I've said this a million times, and I'm always backed up. The left, at their core, despise the Constitution. They don't agree with it. They don't like it.
2: They want it destroyed. And they are the most hateful people in this country. And it took me a long time to see that. And it was this event of, of the COVID pan hysteria um, that really made that apparent. They are the most hate. They, they talk about hate and, and, and in this country. They are they are the epicenter of hate. They, they, they think... The, the, the apparently the hate that involves a race, which they are no better at uh, than than any other uh, uh, anyone else on the political spectrum, um, hate that involves uh, gender, hate that involves uh, uh, um, whatever, whatever, whatever they whatever they like to point to. None of that. None of that mattered to them. Or should I should say that's all that matters to them. It is apparently your open game and i mean open game in a literal sense to to hate those that do not share the same political views as you i mean that is they it's not only is that acceptable they just they simply encourage it they delight in it yep.
0: yeah they do they absolutely do it's once again it's the desire to have everyone march in lockstep with what you believe and if people don't march in lockstep with you believe they, need to, they believe these people need to be pushed to the margins of society, not allowed to participate in society, right? Um, they, they, they believe that if you don't believe with, – with, they truly believe this is a problem. This is, a, this is the biggest difference, what I've observed between the right and the left, and I've known people on both sides. People on the left truly believe if you don't agree with them, you're a bad person. People on the right, if you don't agree with them, they don't agree with you, but they don't think you're an evil person. That is the huge
2: difference, and yeah.
0: yeah. yeah.
2: and on the left, if you don't agree with them, they think you're an uneducated uh, buffoon, um, and, right. and and right. nothing right. could be right. and nothing could be further from the truth as as we have seen during the COVID era. Yeah. I mean, look at the the myriad ways in which they they have been wrong. Look at the myriad ways in which they didn't follow follow the science there their uh, trademarked uh, uh, a mantra that they would repeat over and over again. I mean, the stupidest people on the world on the planet. I mean, how freaking gullible and ignorant can you possibly be?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah if you, right. If you don't agree with them, you're not, if you don't agree with them, it's because you know you didn't go to Harvard or Yale like they did or Princeton. You didn't go to Harvard or Yale or Princeton like they did or, or Stanford. You know, and, uh, and and proof of the pudding. Remember, you and I and a bunch of other people were at a. This is last year, we went to a, um, a conference with Scott Atlas, right? And Aaron Carity in, uh, in, in Stanford. And remember, there were a bunch of kids there, right? There were a bunch of kids there from Stanford that were part of like a conservative club in Stanford, right? And the reason why this meeting was being held off campus is because the open minded liberals at Stanford would not allow them to hold it on Stanford grounds, right? So, so open minded. So open-minded, and you're talking about like two of the most brilliant doctors in the country, and they weren't allowed to have a an hour-long discussion at Stanford on the grounds. So they had to find a hotel, a Holiday Inn off the grounds, to have it. How pathetic are these liberals? I mean, they are pathetic.
2: Yeah, the speech is obviously their enemy for a good reason, because uh, speech is how we communicate important ideas between one another. It's how we communicate facts. It's how we communicate our disappointments with our government. It's how we communicate our opposition with our government. One of the most diabolical things that they did from the very beginning was lock people down and tell them to wear masks. All things which prevented The 15 days wasn't about flattening the curve. The 15 days was a preventing speech and communication so that people that had that weren't biologically illiterate could help tamper down, could help temper the um, panisteria that was brewing up. That was the purpose of the 15 days. It wasn't to, to flatten the curve. It was to build hysteria. And, and, and that was simply course. diabolical, the way, way they went about it, by dividing us, physically separating us so that we could not communicate. I am sure that it, that the people that I work with, that, whose hysteria I thought I, I saw go through the roof, that if I was working in the lab with them, side by side, talking to them, I could have talked them down early on. But they got in. They used that 15 days. To, um, to spread the, the hysteria, and once it took root, it was just impossible talking to these people. And I remember, I remember so many people when the vaccine first came out, and they were just, you know, they were delighted that they were able to get the vaccine before it was actually um, authorized, and they were actually eligible for the vaccine. And and they were like, "Oh, I've got somebody in the know that can, you know, get, sneak me in and get me the vaccine." I'm going. Don't, don't do it. You're healthy. There's no reason. Absolutely zero reason for you to do it. And, there's, and, the, and I remember the one grad student just shaking her head and tear back and forth. No, she wasn't speaking. She was just so terrified of what I was saying. And, and so I see this person around now. And and she's obviously embarrassed by, by her the hysteria that she had about this whole thing. She doesn't even need to talk to me anymore. it, it is, It was a fucking weird, surreal time.
0: Yeah. And now, and now even people who may have come around don't want to, you know, don't want to admit they were wrong. They'd rather just pretend it didn't happen. Right. That's what we're seeing. A lot of people a lot of people who are now fading away with this and saying, oh, maybe, you yeah, know, maybe we shouldn't have done all this. Maybe it was a little bit of a reaction. They don't want to admit they were wrong. So in other words, they're not going to. No one's going to. No one's going to. I haven't heard one instance. Maybe someone can. Maybe we can make this a show. Maybe people can call in and say if they've had any instances where people drop them, the left, the liberal friends drop them and then have come back asking for their friendship again. I guarantee you there's no instances of that whatsoever because people are too proud, right, to
2: admit they're yeah, they, they dug a yeah. hole so deep that to come back and, and and try to ask for something like that, there would be some serious um, – uh, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Down, um, which uh, – it's, it's, it's a word that's often used in the military. There'd be some uh, – They'd get a serious talking to. In, well, in order I, but to, I don't think they've
0: even. Tri- I don't think. They, I don't think anyone's even tried. I don't think they've well, even attempted it.
2: They, they, I, I've had. I've had. I've had friends. Friends that have had. Have had. Have, had, have attempted to do that. But, well, there you go. Um, you've
0: actually. So you've actually had friends who dumped you during COVID, yes. and now have tried to come back in your life again.
2: Yes. But and, have, they,
0: and, have, they, have they tried to ask? Have they? Have they tried to ask you for forgiveness?
2: No, that's the thing. They just
0: try to come back as though nothing ah, happened. Ah, okay, pretending nothing happened. That's a different yeah. story. That's yeah. a wholly different story. No, no, we don't yeah. play that game, baby. No way. No way do we play that game.
2: No. Yeah. The, it, amnesia.
0: It, the, it, it, you have amnesia, right? Nothing happened over the last three years. The a blur. It's a blur.
2: Yeah. And one and one particular uh, 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 judge is, is Judge Oakland, judge, drug court judge. Um, who was a friend before this, and then tried communicating me communicating with me a few months ago, and I just wouldn't communicate back and I could remember the discussions that we had um walking around uh, marina Bay in richmond and um and he just wouldn't listen to anything at his hand you know his topics like you know the masks don't work here here's the literature look at the look look at the uh randomized controlled trials on uh, influenza with respect to masks. it's it's all clear as clear as day, look at it. No, no, I can't can't believe that because you know what they're telling me on CNN, and I'm thinking, for God's sakes, you're a judge. You went to law school. You have to have you have to have two brain cells at least to to rub together here. You know, I'm thinking, and 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 then I, I, the last conversation I had with them was um, it was the day that uh, Redfield came out and said uh, was pitching Mask and said. And I might paraphrasing, he says something and I might go so far as to say that these masks will protect you more than the vaccine will if it comes out. And I I walked outside, um, go for my walk and I saw my ex-friend and I said, did you hear what Redfield said? And he goes, oh, yeah. And I go, that's a tacit admission that these vaccines are going to be shit." Right. And he, yes. and he says, what do you mean? Because the, the master shit, if someone's telling you that shit is better than something, then it's shit. <laughs> right. Of course. Yes, of course. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and that's and that's when he just he totally freaked out, blew up and was yelling at me. You don't know what you're talking about. And so here I am, an, an MD, PhD talking to this judge. And this judge is just doing nothing but parroting uh, what he's hearing from uh, CNN, Washington Post, New York Times, well, that is doing nothing Daniel, but drumming up, drumming, drumming up hysteria. Yeah. And that's all he can do is repeat shit. He's got n- no knowledge base whatsoever. And he's telling me uh, what what is what. Well, and Daniel, in these idiotic, really
0: moronic um, analogies, such as that that contracting company has said, well, Making you wear a mask is the same as making you put on those things on your feet so you don't drag dirt into other people's apartments. Well, that actually works. Those things really do prevent you. See, that's a real thing. You see, it's reality. You put those things on your feet if you're a construction worker because that actually works in not dragging. Or the seatbelt analogy. Yes, the seatbelts have actually been proven through studies to work. To save yeah. lives it yeah. prevents people from crashing into the fucking windshield and, and breaking their skulls there's been no proof at all that that va- that cloth masks prevent microscopic particulates from getting into your system they don't understand there's something called reality proof evidence that matters it matters their whole thinking is more like saying well if we tell you that you need to wear a dildo on top of your head if you want this job. You've got to wear a dildo on top of your head. And they think that's perfectly sane and legal. You see, that's how idiotic these people are. They make analogies that if you would just sit down and think about them for two and a half seconds, you'd realize how ridiculous they are.
2: Ridiculous with respect to efficacy. If the efficacy of, of interest and concern is reducing transmission of disease not ridiculous if the efficacy is humiliating us. That is what they yes. were concerned with.
0: Right. Right. Yes. Yes. It was very effective in humiliating people.
2: And it continues to be effective.
0: I don't know why Elon Musk is wearing a mask. I couldn't believe that video. I, I, I'm shocked. Well, I was,
2: wasn't he coming out of a courtroom? And there's courtrooms. Um, no, 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 no. no. Con- he was
0: coming out of the building. And there were two security guards around him coming well, out of the building court- with him. And he wasn't had a mask the on counts? and they didn't. What? Wasn't it? He, he's got a some suit in California he has to deal with. Wasn't he in court? But there are two guys next to him not wearing masks, Daniel. Well, they could
2: have taken him off just before. Well, why didn't his he body. take the
0: fucking mask off? Once again, I was in a courthouse a few months ago, and the rule in this asshole San francisco he probably was in San Francisco or somewhere in California. The the rules here are still that in the courtroom area where the judge is or where the jury is assembled, you must wear a mask. But in the hallways or in, like, the, the, the bathrooms – or in the entrance area, the, the common areas, you don't have to wear a mask. Because as we know, COVID exists within the courtroom area, but not the hallways, right? So so he was obviously out, well out of the area where he had to wear a mask. Now, if you want to give him the benefit of doubt, you can say he was just too lazy to take it off. I well,
2: or, or there was there's, there's a lot of um, uh, um, famous people, uh, um, celebrities, etc that really liked the masking thing because they could put sunglasses on and and uh, their face mask and go out in public for for, for kind of uh, the first time and, Elon and so... Elon's
0: not the kind of guy who seemed to be Afraid of being out in public with his security. I, I don't think he cares. If
2: he well, maybe in this particular situation. Do you think
0: Elon walked through the streets of San Francisco you know, we, we,
2: we've see, We've seen him else uh, other times in San Francisco walking with the uh, the sink into uh, Twitter right. uh, on, on mask. I see him on all this. over. Yeah. yeah, we've seen him all over on mask. I've got to give him the benefit of the doubt that he was strategically wearing it for some reason at this point. Maybe. But hey, if you're Elon Musk, though, okay
0: if you're Elon Musk you're going to they're going to tell you you must wear a mask in the courtroom you're going to listen to them what are they going to do to you i mean this see this is where it has to end we need people from like all levels not not just not just our construction worker who was fired but also people like Elon Musk saying no i'm not going to wear the fucking mask if enough you and i know that if enough people did that this would go away we we yeah, know that
2: that's that's what i've been doing from from day 1 <laughs> yeah if
0: you could do it Elon Musk can get away with it yeah. 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 That's
2: why I have to that's why I have to give them a little bit of benefit out and, and think it was strategic. There has been times there was one time when I used a mask strategically and I delighted in wearing it because there was used. I'm not, I'm not going to go into the details, <laughs> but I delighted in wearing it because it served a purpose really well against the people that were making me wear a mask.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I, don't, I, I just don't want to see. I'm like you. I don't want to see people with masks anymore, regardless of.
2: Right, yeah, no not, not not neither do I. And, and and everyone should do their best to make to uh to, to make that example and uh, show us their faces. Um and 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 not only that, um they just uh Yeah, I don't I don't really want to go there, so I'll I'll just leave it <laughs> at that. And I'll, stay, and I'll say and I'll say a good have, have night. A good I think I've yeah, that's yeah, a probably call. more than I need to say. No, and- great, great, great
0: call. It was, one of your, it was one of your top five calls of all time. Mm-hmm. Top five calls. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take it easy, Daniel. Have a good night. Thanks. Good- all right. I do want to read the thing. Once again, it shows how the tolerant left is not. Tolerant left is anything but tolerant. A San Francisco pizza shop fired employee after a group of San Francisco police officers said they were mistreated at the establishment. A week ago, the San Francisco Police Office Association posted on Twitter that an employee at Pizza Squared on Brennan Street told several of our officers they were not welcome in the restaurant. The police union went on to say that it reached out to the restaurant owners, owners alerting them of what the SFPOA called the workers' shameful and hateful actions, and they received a swift apology for the incident. On Twitter, the restaurant also offered this update. This employee was a trainee, and on his third day, when our shift manager told us about the incident after it happened, we expressly told him we didn't share his views, and he was out of line. He was fired at the end of that day. In a statement sent to KTVU on Tuesday, SFPOA President Tracy McCray shared: "Our officers were surprised and dismayed by the bigotry." The statement went on to say: "We were pleased to receive an immediate response from the owners, including a sincere apology for their employees' actions and a commitment to meet with the affected officers and make this unfortunate situation right." McRae also noted that officers have frequented the restaurant and had not faced such mistreatment in the past. The incident touched off hundreds of comments from Twitter users, including many who were critical of the SFPOA for posting about it in the first place if action was taken. A spokesman for the police union told KTVU that prior to the tweet, the incident had already been shared on social media and that the intent of the union's post was not to disparage the business, but to explain what happened, including providing an update on the business's genuine and heartfelt response. In an email to KTVU on Tuesday, the restaurant said, only comment we have is that none of this is political to us. Any employee of ours who mistreats our customers will get the same outcome. We just want to make good pizza and serve anyone who comes in with a smile. Okay, so (laughs) this has happened a couple of times, uh, at least two or three times here in San Francisco. And recently a Fox News, by the way, a Fox News contributor whose brother was killed, I believe in Chicago, because of all the horrible crime violence there. And he's been on Fox a lot uh, to talk about gun violence and and such and and liberal DAs. He was in, I believe, a, a restaurant with a bunch of friends and was talking politics as we talk, as I talk with my friends at restaurants about politics and the owner of the restaurant. This wasn't an employee. This wasn't a three-day employee. This was the owner came over and told them to leave because he didn't like their converse. She didn't like their converse. She, she didn't like their conversation. Think about that. The owner of the restaurant was eavesdropping. It's not like they were talking and screaming and standing up and standing on a table. They were just having a conversation. And you can imagine it was busy. It was like a, it was like a Friday night or Saturday night. I think there were tons of tables there, but the restaurant owner is so obsessed with Trump derangement syndrome, obviously that they were over that they were over eavesdropping. It's bad enough. That the owner eavesdrops on conversations of people who spend money in their establishment, but then she asked them to leave because she didn't agree with what they were saying. How sick of these people that they have the fucking balls to do this and then call themselves tolerant and open minded and loving of the First Amendment. Oh, they love the Constitution. But if you don't like uh, but if I own a business and I don't like your conversation that I'm eavesdropping on because I have no fucking life and I have Trump derangement syndrome. I ask you to leave. How sick is someone who's giving them money, their establishment, after it was locked down for for months and months by their fucking Democrats that they vote for? These people are really fucking insane. They're insane. Open the mental institutions again. Throw them in. Throw them in. Speaking of insane, we'll move to an even more insane story than a... Restaurant where a three-day employee had the balls to tell cops to leave. A three-day employee had the balls. Think about that. Think how think how nutty these people are. To have the gumption to do that as a trainee on your third day, as though you own the fucking business. Well, even worse, I think, is the story of a, a group of about 20 Catholic school students who were part of the pro-life rally that happens every January 20th. In Washington, D.C. So they're in Washington, D.C. And they go to their little pro-life rally. And they have little beanies on. that say pro-life. You know, because when you go to a rally, you know, like gay rights rally. They have flags everywhere. Ukrainian rights rally. They have flags everywhere. So they had little beanies on because it's very cold in January in Washington, D.C. That said pro-life. That's all it said. Pro-life. <clears throat> it could have said San Francisco Giants. It could have said Kansas City Chiefs. It said pro-life. And they walked into the museum. And this is the Smithsonian National Air and Space Museum. And they kicked out, this was 12, it was 12. A dozen Catholic high school students will end their chaperones for wearing beanies inscribed with pro-life messages. On January 20th, students and chaperones from Our Lady of the Rosary School based out of Greenville, South Carolina, traveled to D.C. for the annual National March for Life. The group members were all wearing matching blue beanies with the words Rosary Pro-Life. The American Center for Law and Justice, ACLJ, Representing the parents of some of the students, no, this is not the ACLU, this is the ACLJ. uh, Representing the parents of some of the students involved alleged the museum staff mocked the students, hurled expletives and claimed the museum was a neutral zone where political or religious messages were not allowed. On Twitter, the mother of one of the students said the group was approached by a security guard who told them to either take off their beanies or leave the premises. Adora allegedly told the guard they were wearing the hats to identify and find one another in the crowd before they were escorted out of the museum. Other people in the museum are wearing all sorts of different hats as they traverse the exhibits. Of course, according to ACLJ Executive Director Jordan Sekulow. This is a clear and egregious abuse of the First Amendment, which protects their right to free speech without government interference. And we are ready to take action, Sekulow said. A government institution cannot censor an individual's speech, much less speech from the inherently Christian pro-life position. Sekolo, noting that the Smithsonian Institution is a federal entity that receives upwards of a billion from the government each fiscal year, said the decision by the museum was an example of outrageous and abhorrent discrimination. A spokesman for the museum released a statement about what happened. Um, and said the incident did not adhere to their policy or protocols. Asking visitors to remove hats and clothing is not in keeping with our policy or protocols. We provided immediate training to prevent a reoccurrence, yeah, I'm sure, what was the, what was the training of this kind of incident and have determined steps to ensure this does not happen again, said Allison Wood, the museum's deputy director of communications. <clears throat> How about hiring people who aren't totally fucking idiotic left-wing morons? You don't need training. Hire some right-wingers in D.C. I know it's hard to find them, and you won't have this happen. (laughs) Once again, the balls of these people. But look, but look, whether it's museum workers, whether it's third-day trainees at a pizzeria, whether it's an owner of a restaurant. They have been emboldened by their leaders. They see their leaders have done this for the last three years. Their leaders have squashed people who they don't like. Their leaders are going after people who, who do satirical memes. Their leaders are going after people who report the Biden laptop. They, they, their leaders are going after people who don't get the vaccine. Their leaders are going after people who don't wear masks. They see this so when they see their leaders. Now, you and I know these leaders are total assholes who don't belong anywhere near to any powers of a uh, position of powers over us, over our bodily autonomy and such. But these people believe they're something, these people, right? They, they're something, they're important. And so they follow their leaders. They follow the hair gel king of California. They follow the old demented fool in the White House, right? They follow the wannabe Hitler and blackface in Canada. They follow the sexual molester in New York. They follow these people. The fish stinks from the head down. And boy, does it ever stink. Does it ever stink? Now, you know, I'm sure there have been, look, I'm sure there have been plenty of people that have gone through that museum in D.C. with political hats, wristbands, shirts, jackets, pants, colors. There's no doubt about it. I'm sure there are plenty of people who went through there with, I'm with her, I'm with her, I'm with her, and I guarantee no one asked them to take it off or leave. Bullshit. Unless us be heard.
3: How are you? Hi, Mike. How's it going? Good. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say, um, how can I put this? Gen- I, I want to say it gently. You don't I, have to be gentle under- here. Am I gentle? Okay. Don't be gentle. You no, wanted. you're not gentle. <laughs> but but I, I I don't want to give you the impression that I'm some kind of a left wing, you know, uh fruitcake or anything like that. <laughs> okay. But uh but the anyway, the, the thing I wanted to say is um I I have stopped doing that, you know, like uh saying left wing left wing, right wing, dems, mm-hmm. republicans, they're mm-hmm. all the same. Mm-hmm. They're they're two wings of the same bird of prey you know, and, uh, now they're preying on us. Empires come home to roost. So, um, like the biggest thing I wanted to say is, um, this is, it's, it is all totalitarian theater and they're using it to divide us. And that's, you know, like my whole thing is I, I'm, I try to be like an interpreter between left wing and right wing. Um, I tried to like point out what, what they mean when they say something and I can't argue with you, you know, obviously over the past few years, it, it has been uh left-wing lunacy. Um, but they're doing it because they think they're being the good, the good person to, to be concerned about somebody else's health, yeah. you know, and they think we all should be concerned about everyone else's health, which, you know, that's, that's not a bad thing to to uh want everyone to be healthy uh but the problem is like your previous caller was saying about cloth masks and i i, I was trying to type it but i was driving <laughs> so i figured i should just be careful um <clears throat> cloth masks actually have been shown to uh cause bacterial pneumonia
0: oh without a doubt without in fact i happened- know that happened a lot in 1918, by the way. with the 1918 I was
3: just yes. going to say the same yeah. thing. I, yeah. I don't know yeah. if you're familiar with the, uh, Denny Rencore. He's yeah. a yeah. doctor. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you know all about that. Um, but yeah, the biggest thing that we have to look out for now, you know, as a society, um, it, and we really should be, um, we, we should be finding ways to understand each other because if we, if we band together, Left wing, right wing, Democrats, Republican people, you know, not the not the establishment, the people um, we we can easily overthrow the this uh, the idiocy. And one of the things that we really need to be uh, have our our eye out about is technocracy. You know, this new thing like with CBDCs that's coming into effect uh, all over the world. Yes, it's going to be the way that they control us. They control our money you know and they can cut off your money like they did to the uh the uh, canadian truckers so um i think that's one of the things that we we really need to try to see eye to eye you know left wing right wing that kind right. of thing right it, yep yep and um and and i know it's it's difficult i i think i told you last last time i got on uh i would go on youtube uh, Chapo trap house and and I would say something about uh ukraine or covid and i I would get twenty replies and it 's pure talking point idiocy, so you know like uh, establishment talking point idiocy right. but um but i get I give it back as good as I get, and uh, I try to keep a good sense of humor and I try to stay reasonable because i think I, or like I know that that what they 're trying to do is show me how uneducated I am. But with my replies, they can see. I can form a sentence. I can use big words, too. <laughs> and, uh, and and I can make a lot of sense that they can't refute. So all, that's all we have to do is be patient with each other and keep reminding each other that it really is the establishment that that is harming us. You know, we're not harming each other, and we shouldn't be, and we shouldn't be policing each other either.
1: No,
0: you know, of course we, not. Of course yeah. not. And that's, yeah. and that's the biggest problem that you put your finger on it there. You, well, you, you talked about the authoritarianism, but and the, the authoritarian theater, but also the fact that to think that eh, these people do believe that they, they do want to police others, right? We've seen yep. this. And this is this is when you come with people like with powers of position that are very low or high or, or someone who's a third day worker or who works security at a museum. They're using that little bit of power, which is really no power, but they see it as power to really try to police others. Right. We don't yep. I, I don't like the police. You can't come in here. I mean, <laughs> I don't like those beanies. You can't come in here. But to think but think about the psychology that goes into believing you have the right to say that to somebody.
3: Yep. You have Absolutely. to be very
0: emboldened by by something. And they've been emboldened by their leaders to do this. Yes, they say,
3: "Oh, absolutely. Justin
0: Trudeau's done this, Joe Biden's done this, Gavin Newsom's done this." So, why can't I do this? That's what happens. Even if it's yep. not a, even if it's not a conscious thought, like it's a subconscious thought, and that's, sure. that's where that's where it comes from. And, where... and
3: before and before all this started, it was the right wing who were all all in it for the cops and the soldiers because they wanted somebody else to enforce enforce their rules. Yeah, right, so that's sure. what I'm saying is like everybody's everybody has that tendency everybody wants to be the authoritarian because they know better so but but when you talk about
0: but you talk about this country even going back before there are pockets of this country which are very live and let live and they are mostly they are mostly conservative pockets they are right we talk about the intermountain wests, right we talk I, i understand there have been components of the deep south that through the years people have thought they're very intolerant, and if you're gay, or blah, 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 or you're, or, you're, or you're pro-choice. And they might be intolerant about the issue, but I don't believe there is intolerant about the people. And I don't believe they want to force people to do as they do, the way the left does these days. And if you look at the Intermountain West, it's very much a, you know, Utah, Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, very much a live-and-let-live live part of this country. And they're also very, they're not as religious as the Deep South, you know, religion can skew things, can make people a little kooky, but sure. uh, but they do believe in live and let live. I don't believe in. I'm not gay, but if you're gay, fine, do your thing. Just don't force it on me. You know, if you're if you're for Ukraine, fine, don't force it on me. If you're for if you're against masks, fine. That's the thing about. But those pockets that are very libertarian tend to be conservative, not liberal, right? Yes. You know, yes, so, so but, it's, but it's, actually... it's the, and it's the liberal elites, especially the coastal liberal elites, who want to push their beliefs on us the most and believe and believe we're bad people if we don't agree with them
3: yes currently i'm just saying it wasn't the too distant past where the conservatives were the ones who were saying no you can't be gay no you can't dye your hair a color that's unnatural no you can't uh wear that that outfit it's too revealing you're you're an exhibitionist
0: my question to you you might have the answer to this maybe you're a sage and you do is why and I've talked about this on past shows. at this week, why the, Why the flip? Why the one hundred and eighty degree reversal on that?
3: Why is that happening? Uh, it's a psyop, in my opinion. It truly is. It was. It was uh, made a to be that way. A lot of people are way. buying
0: into it. That's for sure. A lot of people are. Yes. buying into it, So, yeah.
3: Oh yeah, they're they're sophisticated as hell. You know, what, one of the examples I like to point out to people is, you know, the movie Goodwill Hunting.
0: Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah. yeah. People like that do exist. And guess who they probably work for? The CIA, you know, or right. the okay. NSA or, right. you know, whatever. They have brilliant people working for them and they they kind of get first dibs on them, too. You know, I mean, can you imagine how how flattering it would be to to be so brilliant that you got the government coming and asking for your service? Know. You know, so. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So they know what they're doing and they've been uh, doing it for a long time. They've been studying us and they they know how to use our our natural tendencies against us. But
0: I think the, I think the big problem with the left is how they've been emboldened by slowly but surely getting their way on a lot of things. Right. And when it comes to they, they with the, see people just like children. Right. When they take a tantrum and something works. Yeah. And the left has yep. seen they they can call you a homophobe and it'll scare you into shutting yeah. up. Right. They'll call you a yeah. racist. They'll call you a sexist, they'll call you a Trumper, and it'll it'll shut you up. They've known that had that they've seen that works now. They've gotten political clout when it comes to that kind of stuff. So They give an inch, them...
3: they take a mile, right?
0: Exactly. And we look we saw that on the House floor with the ridiculous AOC, right? Mm-hmm. Ridiculous AOC and, and, and omen and uh and Talib. And she Talib is crying. She's doing this Oscar worthy performance. <laughs> right. Crying. You, this is about a beautiful black woman, black. And, and then you go, OK, let's take a look at this logically. I know logic doesn't matter. She was doing a performance. She knows it's a performance. So when when the Democ when Pelosi fired Republicans like Boebert and such from the committee, that wasn't racist or sexist. Right. And now you have the Republicans taking people like Schiff. Let's see. They took off Schiff, Swalwell and Omar. But they're sexist and racist when they do it to Omar? It's so stupid. Yeah, but once it again, is. They, they, they know this works. The left knows this works. They gave big old boo. The problem is now for them is that more and more people like myself and others are starting to stand up and show them sh- stick the hypocrisy in their face, right? Yeah. Just laugh at them when they put on these ridiculous performances, right? Just laugh at them. Mock them yes. for doing it. And that's right. Once, once Laughing learn, at tyrants.
3: Once they, they hate learn it. It,
0: once they learn it doesn't work anymore, they'll stop.
3: Yes. Yes. And and in the, in the meantime, I just don't want to see more divisions being made. I don't want to see more like the chasm being wider. You know, that's part of the reason why I like to consider myself an interpreter and try to uh, remind people that it wasn't so long ago that the other side was just as bad. And they are both just as bad. And like I said, they're both wings of uh, they're they're uh, they're two wings of the same bird of prey. That's our government. Our government is monstrous, <clears throat> and they've been doing this to the entire world, mostly you know uh, Latin and South America and, and Africa, because they can't get away with doing it to Europe. Although they're kind of doing it now by blowing up Nord Stream two, you know. And and uh, yes, 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 yes. Yes, we're trying to make Europe basically dependent on us. I, although I've heard that's a, that's a Russian propaganda talking point. So I don't know. I really, you know, I'm, I'm not picking sides.
0: That's the the other, that's the other line of, uh, you know, that's the other thing the left likes to do is they'll just, if
3: you disagree with them on something,
0: they'll say, Oh, you're a Russian, you're a Putin puppet.
3: (laughs) Yes. Yes. I wish I was getting paid for what I think and believe in my heart and know to be true. Yes. That would be wonderful. Someone
0: came on this podcast about two months ago, three months ago and said, Oh, how much is David Sachs paying you? And I swear to God, yeah. I swear to God, I've been on this network for five months. I didn't know who David Sachs was. I had no clue. Then I looked him yeah. up. And I go, oh, oh he, oh, he runs the call in. I, but they, they're actually believing that David Sachs is paying me because I'm, 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 I'm espousing conservative beliefs, libertarian beliefs. And I'm not Definitely. totally, like, falling for, you know, uh, uh, Walensky's Chuck and Jive. You know, Walensky it, or Zelensky. That is hilarious. I'm sorry, Zelensky it, or Walensky Shuck and Jive, you know? And the it's same thing it's like,
3: happened <laughs> to me and I did the same thing. I'm like, who is that? I don't even know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. You know. so but these people are so crazy, they're so deranged yes. that they yes. truly believe that they truly believe you can't actually have these beliefs without like being in someone's back pocket, right? Or being paid by somebody. I mean yes. yet they won't they won't they won't extend their logic to where it really makes sense, which is like people on the left, like Fauci and stuff, who are totally in the pockets of big pharma, right? Yeah. <laughs> who are totally uh-huh. bought and paid for. Every single doctor who works for Biden is bought and paid for by big pharma and is a total government whore, political whore. Yet those people are not the targets of the left. I am. And I don't even know who the fuck David Sachs was. <laughs> you know?
3: Absolutely, yeah. and if you remember, just before the whole COVID thing, the left was all up in arms at Big Pharma, like they and and at uh, Big Agriculture, Big Ag, you know, like with the um, what do you call it that that uh, pesticide, uh, glyphosate, you know, and, and they're worried about they were worried about the traditional vaccines having right. the aluminum or whatever in them, right? And basically say yes, and basically saying that Big Pharma, it's it's um. It's experimenting on us, and guess what? Now they are with co- with this COVID nineteen vaccine. That's exactly what it is. M- mRNA uh, technology is absolutely a human experiment, and I don't really understand why they they seem to feel the need to uh, do a hundred percent of us. You know, do you have an answer to that?
0: You mean why they don't want a control group? Why they don't want a control group? Yeah,
3: yeah. Because with science, you you would think that a control yeah. group would make would be more beneficial.
0: Here's my feeling: we have not complied, so we are the control group. So I think they understood that. There would be a natural control group, right? They didn't have to say we want a control group. There are people like us who weren't going to do it. They knew a a chunk, a percentage, a decent percentage weren't going to do it. And that would end up being the consequential, you know, uh, I guess, um, uh, unintended control group, you know. But I think they wanted to get this into as many people as possible. I think they certainly wanted the overwhelming majority to have it. And and that's what's happened. I mean, they couldn't make this kind of money unless the overwhelming majority of people had this, got this. You know, so it's beyond
3: money, though. It's beyond money. Well, it's, you know, it's, you,
0: it's, it's beyond money. You can go into other areas. I have not bought into every area, but day by day, I'm buying into more of these areas, these dark areas such as population control. Right. You know, yep. uh, uh, Lowering the, yeah, you know, you know, killing people off to for population control, you know, all of this stuff. But
3: uh, I heard I, I heard another ahead, rumor, too, that it was uh, there's uh, some kind of a. Uh, Mechanism that happens it, that they knew about that uh, reverses aging. And I think that it's actually experimentation to uh, because these freaks, these establishment ghouls, want to live forever. So well, I think there's this, this idea, this for...
0: idea of, and this idea of like the government like doing experiments on people, this is actually like a proven fact. It has happened throughout time, right? It has happened throughout time. Mm-hmm. This is like real history. This isn't made up. This isn't tinfoil hat, Alex Jones. This is real stuff. The government has done experiments on its people throughout the ages, right? (laughs) So the fact of the matter is people who say, oh, that's not possible. No, no, never. They don't know history. They don't understand understand history. Or all all these people who say, yeah, it happened, but we're so much more enlightened now. We're much nicer. Our government's much (laughs) Oh, no, they're just more sophisticated. Wait a minute. The press would be right on it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. They're also bought and paid for. Have they not heard of Bill Gates? Yeah, he he bought his image. He bought his public relations. The press is is Don Lemon. Are they fucking kidding me? (laughs) Yes, I know, right?
0: It's hilarious. It really is. It's so funny. You know, you can and we should just laugh at these people. Because laughter is what really takes most people down. If you just laugh at them and just deny them any power, that usually is what is what can really make the witch melt. And I hope that yes. that works. You know, I, and look, by, and I need By to, the go, way, I get, too, I, get too I get too angry, I get too angry. I should just laugh all the time. Like I should, yeah. laugh, I should do like a Kamala. <laughs> you <know>? Right. Right. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: I mean, Kamala. Kamala. Did you see that? Um, Six hundred people died in the plane crash. <laughs> She's what a fucking moron she is. I mean, she's wow. Just, <laughs> you know? yeah.
3: yeah, she she has she has no political I, like she used to too. She used to have a political skill. I I don't know what happened to her. Like, did they show her the the videotape of the JFK assassination from a different angle? Is that how the <laughs> comedians be. used to joke about <laughs> it? It?
2: Could, but, it could it could
1: be. I don't know.
0: But I, by I the way.
3: By right. the way, Alex Jones was right about a lot of things. You know that now, right? Well, I yeah. Mean, I mean, you
0: know, look, that lawsuit against him was insane, like a billion dollars. I mean, yeah. talk about trying to make a point. You just try to make an example yeah. of somebody. I mean, that's an insane. He didn't, he didn't do a billion dollars worth of damage. That's ridiculous. But no. But they wanted to make an example of him. You know, yes. Yeah. Come on. Big Pharma has done so much in damage. They've never been. They've never won. No one's ever won a lawsuit against them, I believe, for a billion dollars.
2: No, but they've paid paid out that
3: much in fines. They've paid out that much. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you must have seen some coverage of that. Right. Yeah. But they get to say but they get to
0: say and and backed by the government, they get to say, oh, you can't sue us for this. If you're hurt by this, you're not allowed to sue us for this. Okay. Yes. So why can't Alex Jones or anybody else who goes on the radio or podcast say, "You cannot sue me from what I'm about to say"? Right? We we can't do that, mm. can we?
3: No. <laughs> we're supposed to be
0: able to. Freedom and of speech. And, and, and we're just dealing in words. We're not putting poison into people's bodies, right? right? They're putting actual right, or- poison into people's bodies. They can't be sued, but we can be sued for our words because we hurt people's feelings. It's ridiculous.
3: Yeah, and they have an obligation for transparency and disclosure because of us uh, trusting them with our bodies, with our health. They have that obligation. They should have that obligation legally, but they got indemnity because the CDC put it on the schedule for kids. I know. They said they recommended it. Yeah, I know.
0: Speaking of this, while you're on, Daniel had left, but I want to talk about. He reminded me about obesity. Do you have you seen this story where there's an, there there are drugs out there? There are a couple of drugs. One in particular. That's really been proven to be good as far as people burning fat, right? Not just not like bodybuilders, but people who really need to lose fat to stay alive, right? So there are okay. a couple of pills out there people have taken. One woman was on TV a couple of days ago. She said she lost like 16 pounds in a month, and it really helped her. It really helped her get her blood pressure down. Her diabetes went away. And all of a sudden, the price of the drug went from like $20 to $1,500 overnight. Holy crap! her insurance would not pay for it. So all these health insurance companies will not pay for these drugs, which are actually proven, proven to make obese people no longer obese, to help people lose weight effectively and safely. Now, people wonder, well, why, why wouldn't the drug companies want? Well, because they want people to be sick in this country. Mm -hmm. They don't want people to get healthy. They don't want people to get healthy. They want people to be obese. You know, I just saw a number. Forty two percent of people in this country are considered technically obese. Four of every ten people. In this country, that's a lot of fucking people are considered yeah. obese, and and when you have a total epidemic of obesity, unlike any other country in the world, and you have insurance companies that will not pay for drugs that will lower the obesity rate, that's proof right there. They don't want people to be healthy because sickness brings in more money for them.
3: Yeah, sickness yeah, it starts looking darker and darker, doesn't it? Oh, their absolutely. agenda.
0: Oh, there's no yeah. doubt about it. There's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt about it.
3: No no doubt We're about basically it. at war with our own government.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I'm sure if you go yeah. to all these, I'm sure I have to check into it. But I'm sure if you go to all these other countries, well, in countries like Europe, you don't got, you have to pay an, a, a minimal, if nothing, for drugs. So I'm sure in many of the countries in Europe, you can get not that they need it because their obesity rates much lower, but I'm sure you can get those drugs for, for little or nothing there. But here, oh, yeah. fifteen hundred dollars. So what happened to this poor woman? She couldn't afford the drugs,
3: and, and her weight back went back on. Wow. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's yeah. sad, it's and sad. I'm not surprised. I I remember when the um the EpiPen wasn't it? Uh oh, that, that, oh, that guy. was Joe
0: Manchin's daughter. That was Joe Manchin's daughter. Was it? Yeah, yes. I'm not surprised. She, yeah, she was the EpiPen it, queen. She was the EpiPen queen. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. No, none of it shocks me anymore. But you know what's free? The vaccine. It's free. Yeah. Yes, because <laughs> the government's paying for it. Yes, yeah, yeah. they've already yeah. bought. A bazillion doses. There are. It's there are so
0: many people out there, mostly on the left, sorry to say, or not sorry to say, who truly believe that because it's free, big pharma isn't making any money off it.
3: Oh, that that's <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> no, they think big
0: pharma is 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 doing it because they love everybody. <laughs>
3: Right. Right.
0: <laughs> they they, they want well, Big Pharma wants to save humanity. Help Big Pharma save humanity. Get your vaccine. Yes.
3: They're like Bill Gates. They're just a good guy who wants to help. He's a philanthrop he's a phil, philanthropic. Yeah, it's yeah. it's all about he's worried about his uh, immortal soul, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Give me a
3: break. You know.
0: <laughs> hey, thanks for the call. I'm gonna go into a, a mover review. Don't leave. I don't know why Daniel left. I'm gonna get on his case. I'm gonna get on his case. <laughs> Lately, But thanks for the call. Call back again. All right. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. right. Thanks a lot. Okay. All right. So um, we have to, I have to call in, do a little transition here. I think we've covered everything we need to cover tonight. There'll be more next week. I'm really hoping those Twitter files come out soon. You know, the ones about COVID and Fauci. Uh, Those are important. If those are really good. If those Twitter files are really good about COVID and Fauci, I will actually forgive. Elon Musk for wearing a mask. So we'll see about that. But I'm going to call in John Williams. I know I've been making, making him wait. Anyway, John, can you come in? Thank you.
1: All
0: right, John Williams and the Boston Pops. Hooray for Hollywood! Thank you very much. We're getting technically advanced on this show, so what I'm going to do today um, is I'm going to play a little bit of a trailer for the movie I'm going to review. This is this is I'm coming technologically advanced, and so this is a trailer for Knock at the Cabin, which you've probably seen a million times anyway because they promoted the film up the wazoo. But let's see if this let's see if this works. Let's see if a trailer on a radio program works.
1: Couldn't make things up when we're talking about. It. Can you open the door, please? I'm How could you I'm not here to hurt you. But you have to stay here in the cabin with us. Families throughout history have been chosen to make this decision. Your family must choose to willingly sacrifice for one of the three of you. To prevent the apocalypse. We're not sacrificing anyone. For every no you give us, hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. For Will you make a choice?
0: Okay, so I think that might work on the radio, right? You got the idea. So it's not, Knock at the Cabin, which is M. Night Shyamalan's... Shyamalan, it took me about 20 years to learn how to say his name. Uh, it's not Shyamalan, it's Shyamalan, M. Night Shyamalan's uh, new film. The director everyone seems to love or hate, it seems. I never understood that, by the way, because... There are those who have this mantra where he signs, signs with uh, Mel Gibson was the last good film he's made. I, I think it's kind of nonsense. He's made a couple of clunkers since then, but The Visit's really good, by the way. The visit, the one where the kids go to visit their, their, their grandparents, and their grandparents are a little off. I won't give away. And then there's the thing about M. Night Shyamalan's films, and the last one, Old, was pretty good too, but uh, his films often, since The Sixth Sense, have a twist. They often have a twist, and people are always arguing whether the twist is good whether the twist is worth it, whether it's arbitrary, blah, 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 blah. And so Knock at the Cabin is uh, about four people who are very obviously, it kind of reveals the end of the film, but it's, it was obvious to me in the trailers that they're supposed to represent the four horsemen of the apocalypse, right? There are four of them. They have weapons. They have the tools. They, this is the four horsemen of the apocalypse, right? And they come, and it's also based on the book of Revelations, right? They come to this cabin. Where the these two men they're 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 uh, a gay, gay couple two husbands and a, and a young girl a young Asian girl they've adopted are staying <laughs> for a for a vacation, and these 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 four people show up led by the the very beefy studly Dave Bautista, um, the two men are played by Jonathan Groff and Ben Aldridge, but it's Dave Bautista and three other people who end up at the cabin, and as you've heard in the trailer many times, they tell these people. That they cannot leave. The rules are they can't leave. There are always rules in these games, and the rules are they can't leave the cabin. These four people will not hurt them. They will. They won't kill them. They cannot kill them. They have to make a choice. They have to sacrifice one of the three people in their family. If they don't, the world will come to an end. And the rule is the world will come to an end. Everyone in the world, seven billion plus people, will perish, except for the three of them, the family. If they don't make a choice to sacrifice someone, and they will then. Wandered the earth alone. Of course, <laughs> the two gay men, uh, M. Night Shaman very, very, he. The couple is gay for a reason. It's not just arbitrary, which is the first thing I like about the film. Right. Generally speaking, that gay men would not be very religious. Right. In fact, they would laugh at religion. They would think people are very kooky for being religious. So the obvious choice of these two men is that these people are delusional. That they're insane. That something's wrong with them. They don't believe that the world's gonna end if they don't sacrifice, and there's no way they're gonna sacrifice one of their family. You know, because these four nut jobs are telling them to do it. But as the film moves along and their answer, they get certain periods of time where they get to answer if they're gonna sacrifice someone. And when they say no, things happen, such as tsunamis and Dave Bautista shows them on the television. Every time they say no, there's another disaster. And he shows them on the television a disastrous tsunami. They say no again. He shows them a, a a news account of of planes crashing, 700 planes crashing. But these men, especially one of them, Ben Aldridge, thinks it's all a setup. Thinks all these stuff, all these videos were pre-fed. That they knew this was happening. That this has already happened, and they're just they're just making up a a, a story around it. He refuses to believe, obviously, that the, the world will end if they don't sacrifice one of them. Jonathan Groff is a little bit wishy-washy on it. He, he, maybe he's buying into it as it goes along. And Ben Aldridge is trying to stop him from having those thoughts, trying to remind him that this is all very crazy. And then, then there's a little girl who's a fantastic, uh, fantastic young actress. And uh, she also, um, we never know exactly what she's thinking. Is she buying into it? Is she not buying into it? So... Kristen Cui, Cui, CUI by the way, plays the little girl. She's really good. The other the other three horsemen of the apocalypse are uh, Rupert Grint, um, Abby Quinn and Nikki Amuka Bird. And we also get flashbacks throughout the film to the life of 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 Groff and Aldridge, Eric and Andrew as they meet as they decide to get married, as they tell their parents that they're involved as they adopt this young girl. So we get to know them a little bit better and then we have some uh some skin in the game invested in their final in in their, in their decision, whether they're going to sacrifice someone from their family. You know what I'm saying? It becomes more like our family. So we have skin in the game. We have an emotional connection there. They're not just three pawns in a screenplay. Dave Bautista is a big reason why the film works. I think Dave Bautista, as you know, used to be a WWF wrestler, I believe. And he, he was in the latest knives out thing, the glass onion. And here he plays the guy who obviously doesn't want to be doing what he's doing. You get a little bit of sense of that in the trailer. These these four people feel like they've had visions that they must do this. They don't want to do this. And as they try to appeal to Eric and Andrew, they're regular people who don't want to be there. But they have to be there. And all the choices on, the, the, the you know, basically Eric and Andrew and the little girl, it's all their choice. They can't be forced to do anything, but they're being shown what happens if they say no. Dave Bautista is great because there's dialogue in this which is very much like the um, b- biblical uh, Book of Revelations dialogue, which a lesser actor, as they delivered it, would sound very cheesy and corny. And Batista makes it work. We truly believe this is a tortured soul who has had a vision and really doesn't want to be doing what he's doing. And, and the same goes to the whole cast. They're all great. The people who play the, the other three horsemen are fantastic. The suspense is great. The, there's, it's a very lean film. Shyamalan has no scenes that don't belong, no scenes that slow up the action. The tension just builds and builds and builds as we, along with Eric and Andrew, try to figure out if this is really happening. If these people have really seen this vision, do we believe that religion or do we not believe that religion? And it, it, it taps into our own fears and thoughts about religion and our belief system and, and, and conspiracy theorists, right? And the way conspiracy theorists have now come into, obviously, as we've talked about many times in the show, into the fold. When it comes to a vast majority, a vast uh, um, array of issues. And so as the film builds and builds and builds, of course, we are on the edge of our seats wondering what will happen. Will they make a choice? Will they sacrifice? Will they not? Will the end of the world actually happen? Is it all baloney? Shyamalan never uh, reveals his hand and people are going to ask, well, what's the twist, Mike? Well, I'm not going to tell you if there's a twist or not. But what I will tell you is Shyamalan has gotten very clever when it comes to people. He knows audiences expect a twist, and he really plays with us when it comes to that. Us maybe expecting some kind of a twist to happen, and will it or does it? And that also plays into the building tension of the film. I wouldn't call it his best film. I don't put it – he may not ever make a film. But that's, that's the problem when you come out of the gate with something like The Sixth Sense, right? How are you ever going to live up to it? And he may never live up to it. But I think Knock at the Cabin is is – Right below it, I'd say I put it on on a, on a shelf below the Sixth Sense, and right up there with with what I consider the visit to be very good, and also Signs, which is more universally acclaimed. Um, not everyone's gonna like it, you know. It's it's I, I I would say maybe without giving too much away, it's 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 his most straightforward film, and it's his also least straightforward film, and the performances are great, and Dave Batista really really drives it. Really drives it. First, I was a little worried about, about the one who plays uh, opposite Jonathan Groff, Dave, Ben Aldridge, because he's really – Shyamalan balances it about. Jonathan Groff is more of a pensive, timid soul, and Ben Aldridge is more of a, an aggressive person. And he's aggressively hating what they're doing. He's aggressively against what they – he doesn't believe a word they're saying. And a lot of that also, as we get the flashback, shows Ben Aldridge at one point was, uh, was gay-bashed. And that also plays into his disbelief and his belief that they might be also being gay bashed by these people. It might have all been a setup to bash two gay men with an adoptive daughter. So Shyamalan very cleverly puts all these elements in there, really builds up tension. It's a very lean, taut film, and it had me on the edge of the seat edge of my seat all of the way. So I'm gonna really recommend Knock at the Cabin. Right? If you like if you like just, you know, a tense thriller. Really well made, lean. This is it. Knock at the cabin. Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. Go see it. John, are you still here? I know I don't ask you to do this too often. You want to play me out? Okay. John, are you still there? I don't know if John's going to come back or not. Maybe he will. I think. He, there we go. Okay. Thanks, John. <laughs> Okay, thanks, John. I really appreciate you staying over time. I want to thank everyone. Remember, this show is titled and let's be heard. It runs live. I'm here live. This is not Memorex. It's not taped. It'll soon be available to replay as I'm speaking. I swear I'm live Uh, Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern. I'm rarely a moment late. I'm, you know how I'm going to give away. I'm going I'm to pull back the curtain and reveal Oz. I usually come on the moment Sean Hannity's replay comes on. Sean Hannity's replay comes on at 11 p.m. <clears throat> uh, Pacific time, 2 a.m. Eastern. And so I time it with Fox so it, right at the top of the hour I come on. That's how much of a professional I am. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and let's be heard. Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific. 2 a.m. Eastern. I want everyone to have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Once again, this is Mike Cachapoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.